The views and opinions expressed by a little bit culty are those of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the podcast. Any content provided by our guests, bloggers, sponsors, or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, group, club, organization, business individual, anyone, or anything. Hi, everyone. I am Sarah Edmondson, and I'm here with... Hi, I'm Anthony Ames, Sarah's husband, a.k.a. Nippy. And we're here to talk about things that are... A little bit culty. Speaking of, we were in a cult, and we woke up, thank goodness, and we have a lot to say. And a lot to ask. This podcast is going to be a deep dive into everything from the red flags to the narcissism, the manipulation, the resiliency, the recovery process, and everything in between. Also, we want to share some of the good we got out of it so you can get all the nuggets without having to join a cult. If you haven't already, because there are a lot of things out there that are just a little bit culty. Welcome to A Little Bit Culty, a podcast about the fads, beliefs, and trends that blur the line between healthy and a little bit culty. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And find us on Instagram if you have any suggestions for things you have found to be a little bit culty. Under the surface, the water fills my lungs This ground I worship has swallowed up its Why, good morning. Good morning. How are you, babe? I'm good. I'm glad we didn't drink too much last night. No, we were very responsible because we knew we had this record in the morning. But let's just let it be known that Nippy and I had our very first date night in... I can't even remember. 2021, at least. Yeah. It's been a long time. That happens with us. We like get into a mode and then all of a sudden we're like, wait, have we spent any time just us? What's your name? Who are you? Tell me about yourself. (laughs) I will say... Yeah? I'm surprised I woke up missing having the kids in bed. Yeah, they're having sleepovers right now. It's a definite love-hate. Right. It's not a love hate. Well, there's no hate per se. Um, <laughs> but, w- but there's when you're time. not getting your sleep, you're like you're looking at these two kids who are deep in sleep, and oftentimes they laugh in their sleep. I watch them laugh in their sleep while I'm trying to sleep, and, I, and it feels like they're fucking with me a little bit. But then I woke up around six thirty, which is around the time they get up, and they weren't there. And then you missed them. I know. And the whole thing with this kid thing is, you know, you have an allotted amount of days. Before they're off to college and they hate us? Before they're like, dude, I'm not getting in bed with mom and dad. Yeah, just so so people know, (laughs) we sleep with our kids. Um, I sleep with them. You sleep soundly in the other room. We've co-slept in different configurations. Sometimes I get to leave. (laughs) on our loves, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll bring this up in therapy. I've mentioned this in the podcast. Nippy and I are in couples counseling, which I think is appropriate given. actually. Yeah, it's amazing. Really fun. And we get great. Advice. It's great finding out you're right. <laughs> it's great for Nippy <laughs> to get fixed. We thought that today we would answer some questions because there's just not enough time on the individual guest podcast to get to everybody's questions. And we have a lot of questions from the audience. But first, we wanted to just connect. Yes, our lovely producer was like, I think it's time for a Q&A. That's yes. what I'm feeling. And sure enough, here we are. Things all right. And Q&A time. All right. What do we got? So everyone seems to love, and we personally love the what chaps your ass segment. And so I have to give credit where what chaps my ass. I've been using that for over 20 plus years now, but that's originally from Dumb and Dumber. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you told me that. <laughs> I don't know if it's dumb or dumber um, who says it. I think it's uh, Jeff Daniels' character. And he goes, you know what really chaps my ass? And I just always clocked it. And he's like, that's a good one. So we're talking 1996, maybe. I'm really glad that Dumb and Dumber has made it into um, our podcast. I have a what chaps my ass that I mentioned at the tail end of Susan's episode, which is hashtag love versus fear. And anyone who's listening to this who was involved in Nexium during the decline or the fall or the implosion or whatever you want to call it, the remaining people who were still hanging on before the arrest started, started posting on Instagram, hashtag love versus fear. Right. And because they weren't allowed to like directly address us and what that what we were doing, but they'd post really happy pictures of themselves. These are people who remain loyal and they were like, these yeah, these really toothy grins, smiles and group shots. And the hashtag was love versus fear. And we had people on the inside who were like, telling us what was going on on the inside. And it was, it was, it was very exciting when they were saying that the leadership was saying that us, Nippy and all of us who were leaving, were choosing fear versus love. Well, I was scared. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, we like, were scared, but that was, that was the sort of, um, I can give you an example of some of yeah. the language that was sure. So we did what has been dubbed the mic drop. I like to call it filing my official complaint with the organization mm-hmm. when I went in and told them to go fuck themselves and basically had to, get my wife and family out of there. A little bit more than three weeks later, I get a letter from someone that I had been working with on something. Dear Nippy, I'm writing to let you know I've decided to step down from my role of producer on your project we're working on. Sadly, my stepping down has nothing to do with the show, but with my experience of you during this time of duress. Now, this, mind you, this is after... And also, she hasn't spoken to you. But It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter who. It's more of just... People got branded. People are freaking out. And this is the highbrow stuff that I'm dealing with. I've never experienced you so angry and irrational. Well, neither have I. <laughs> uh, it was counter to much of my experience with you, which has always been thoughtful, rational, and calm. Moreover, your decision to leave ESP so quickly after being a supporter of Keith and a participant so many years seemed impulsive. How dare yes. she? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's hard for me to understand how you could so quickly throw away something that seems so important to you without trying to let the anger pass and evaluating the situation. I did all those things and evaluated it and decided branding people's not a good idea. Uh, from my experience of you, it seems out of character. You pass a verdict on a friend so quickly. And then it just goes on. And the quality I saw in you once now is absent. I really hope you can find the strength, double bind, to see the truth of what I think you know and believe over your fears in this current moral conflict. Ugh, just it's so that, righteous, righteous. Like, but that's the whole thing. Like that, that right there was the most infuriating kind of thing to receive because it felt so condescending, righteous. And no questions like, Hey, can we get on the phone? Tell me what happened. Yeah. Why are you, why are you leaving? I this miss you. Love <laughs> that they profess to have. Yeah. They don't. And it's willful ignorance. And that person, by the way, is still in. It, it's kind of you know, this process that they adopt and anoint themselves. I felt like we were going to have to go through five years of them pretending that they weren't doing anything. And I think that's the frustration I caught with with Susan Dones. Like, oh my God, they're selling this willful ignorance to people, but meanwhile, they're abusing. And it underscores the biggest thing that I've learned in doing, you know, the first seven episodes, people who are abusing power and who are good at it. You know, there's people that abuse it superficially, but the people that abuse it are able to get legislation and get government protection 
so that they can abuse their power. So it makes them really impossible to take down. And that's what makes what Susan Doan's really impressive is that she actually went and educated the judge, educated the lawyers, Mm -hmm. right? While she was under duress. Seeing those abuses of power in that way exposed has been reassuring. Like I'm reassured this can happen with people. I'm reassured that there is a, a moral compass in the universe that is holding this kind of faux righteousness accountable and exposing it and exposing what it looks like. And I think it's a good education to turn into, you know. Yeah. I I think that's a bit that's a good way of putting it. That I yeah. think my chapstick has been just hearing how what we're doing is helpful to people at different stages of their right. cultic involvement or extracting themselves from various abusive relationships or whatever. Specifically you know, in the New York Times article, there was the line at the end of it that actually you were saying, but they, you know, I, I said it to Barry Meyer, to the journalist, that there's no playbook to leaving a cult. And somebody reached out to me saying, I don't know if she heard that, saw that article, but she said she saw the vow and her and her group of friends were in the process of extracting and exposing a their group leader. And she said, thank you. Watching your experiences, like now we have a playbook. And I was like, wow. There wasn't a playbook, and now there's a playbook. <laughs> now there's a playbook. There's a, well, we've added a chapter to the playbook. Scientology has a chapter. We have a chapter, right? And hopefully, we can provide platforms for other people. Well, and this and this this is currently the the playbook is that right. you first go to law enforcement, right? That's a, a good first step. If law enforcement doesn't act, then you go to the media, with as many people are willing to speak on the record, and then hopefully that will inspire. <laughs> Law also, enforcement now, to now, act. Now you have you have podcasts. You have other areas. Also, since coronavirus, I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure podcasts have like probably doubled or tripled in size because everyone's starting a podcast. So, next question: so What has been the worst review so far? You know, the worst one was from the guy saying after he listened to, to one episode and said, "This is political." It turned political at the end of the Dr. Hassan one. Mm-hmm. Um, where so we got we got a couple of comments that they didn't want yeah, politics. I want to address that. Dr. Hassan wrote a book called The Cult of Trump, and Dr. Hassan's an expert in looking at the behaviors. It doesn't reflect necessarily our views on everything. If you're sensitive to your party being criticized and you're not at least giving it some validity to, to check it out, then you might want to look at that. Just from someone suggesting that this is going on and you denying it is the behaviors that we're talking about. Yeah, we see culty shit in both sides. I see it in extreme behaviors. I don't care if it doesn't matter who your God is. It doesn't matter who your political mm-hmm. person is. If you get extreme with it, you're probably doing a lot of the behaviors that are a little bit culty, regardless mm-hmm. of your political beliefs. So get over it. Get sensitive to what might be hijacking your brain and your behavior and evolve it. And you could probably make your belief systems and your party or whatever better. Here's another one. Really good and interesting, plus such a unique perspective. But but Nippy, please stop interrupting Sarah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Somebody wrote Sarah, what? Four, four <laughs> out of five stars. Really good, plus such an interesting perspective. But stop interrupting. It's funny. It's sort of like our therapy session the other day. So excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, Sarah. Excuse You'll me. have your turn. Excuse You'll me. have your turn. Okay. And I want to just clarify something that I'm not sure if it's been clear. We're not here to say this is a cult or this is not a cult. We're here to talk to people about their experiences and to look at the different processes that packaged together can make something more or less of a destructive cult or like a healthy 
uh, devoted group of people. Mm-hmm. And if someone's in one of these groups and we're saying, hey, this is what we see, it might give that that person a set of tools to look at what they're doing and evaluate if they want to be involved with it or not. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to go to the FBI and put the leader in jail. <laughs> we're not saying that. We're, we're giving people a way of thinking about what their group is and if it's healthy and if it serves them or Correct. not. You know, after going through being interviewed and going through the vow, I can remember Kareem Amir, the, one of the directors of the vow, and I were sitting down and I just was adamant about like, look, I'm not talking about the salacious stuff. That's not why I'm doing this. I don't want my personal life to be other people's entertainment. And one of the things that we agreed on is that there's definitely a deficit of language around these abuses of power. Mm-hmm. And people are getting the language and because it. it's kind of, of like, these conversations. It's kind of like, uh, you know, in a new field, you know, if a new field, whether it's mathematics, mathematics is inventing the language to interpret the physics of the mm-hmm. world, right? So it, it, it informs it's a system and both things inform each other, putting a language to these particular types of abuses, which I just think when you saw, when you call something a little bit culty, really it's, it's a funny way of, or a cute way or whatever of people going, there's some abuses going on there. Mm-hmm. This is what it sounds like. This is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And if you see these symptoms, ask some more questions, see yes. what happens. Yeah. And I think if people can develop that philosophy when they get sensitive to it, normally it's their gut telling them to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I think that's that's accurate. Success. Yeah, it is success. And in answer to the question, which culty phenomena are we hearing about more than others? I mean, pretty much every major group from Mormonism to Jehovah's Witness to uh, various acting programs to different sects of ver- sects, not sex. S E C. And people are talking about various corporate cultures that they're in. There was a burger joint. There was a <laughs> that, <that's apparently, laughs> the burger cult. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not a burger cult. It's actually like a burger franchise. I, I forget what it's called. That that is apparently just the training system is culty. Oh, Panda Express, where they did it. They had like a corporate, like pro- professional development day, and some people were asked to strip down to their underwear and hug each other. I've got to read that article again. Definitely culty. Definitely not appropriate. Dream guests? Dream guests. Who's our dream guest? Oh, Meghan Markle. Jordan Peterson. Oh. Gwyneth Paltrow. Is she in a cult? Some people say she's in a cult. Some people say that Goop is culty. Some people say. I just want to talk to her about it. I'd like to talk to Rose McGowan. I'd like to talk to Eckhart Tolle about toxic spirituality and ego. In that may happen. That may happen. We're in, we're in collaboration. <laughs> Don't give anything away. Um, we mind having Troy Aikman on the show. Just for fun. Just <laughs> say, hey, what's going on, Troy? Oh, lots of people writing about various cults in the yoga world. I forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. Yoga is about to get it's about to get a takedown. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I love yoga. I practice almost every day, but there's some groups that are just a little bit culty. What about my aversion to yoga? What's it about? Always. like, Yeah. You know how I walk. When I walk in there, I'm like. Nabi's spidey to, senses go up. and dude, he's, It's yeah. crazy. And everyone's, you know, they're throwing roomy quotes around like, you know. Yeah, Nippy's he, he, really allergic to the the a certain vibe in a yoga studio, but we'll save that for that. So it's just stretching for me. We're, really, we're going to save it, it. Supplements my workout. It's not my workout. I hurt my knee like a week ago, and I went in did a yoga class, and you know they were doing all these things where they're putting their the pretzel hold, and there's this one pose called the wild thing that I just roll my eyes out because there's oh it's so good nothing fucking wild about it. It's um, so good. Yeah, but it's not wild. 
Of course it is. You're like, no, you stretch your art, you go oh, all the way God. back. It's a wild Whoa, thing. I feel like a rock time. star. Whoa, slow down. That's way too wild. And I kind of roll my eyes. And then Sarah kind of gets embarrassed when I don't follow the etiquette. But I just basically took the last 20 minutes off and put my sweatshirt over my head and took a snooze in the mat. Sarah I'm like, I'm so never going to yoga with you ever again. Oh ever again. She's it's like, so, why don't you do it? She's like, over there. I'm like, why don't you just red. finish the class and then and have I a nap? Kinda, I kind of put my, got in my side, was like looking around the classroom. I actually think that Nippy enjoys embarrassing me is really what no, it comes down to. No, yes, no. you do. 100%. Dude, Sarah, I took a sip out of my water and the ice made noise and you were like. You don't drink Sarah. icy water in the middle of a flow guess you, what guess what happened i did it and everyone lived i know but it's embarrassing Sarah, you were the girl in high school i know that when the teacher left the room they gave you a pen and pad and said write anyone's name down who talks and you did it and you that be, may have happened you would be writing my name down listen and then, <laughs> there's a reason why i went further up the stripe path than you did and that's because i was more obedient and more of a keener and now that's yeah. You know, look where it got me. Anyway, next, <laughs> I had to get you out of that. <laughs> yes, thanks for doing that. And that's actually one of the questions from the audience. Peachy Page says, "Oh, she just wants to thank you for being there for Sarah." Yes, thank you, Nippy, for being there for me. Yeah, I and mean, where else was I going to be? Are you also tired of one size fits all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Spring has sprungeth, and you know what else is springing up? Hair. All across the land, people who have added Nutrafol to their hair health regimen are waking up to healthier, thicker manes. And that's a beautiful thing, because hair thinning is complicated. And the problem is, it's actually much bigger than your hair alone. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and grows. Nutrafol's whole-body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. And that's why we're thrilled to be on Team Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people saying thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol's women's hair growth supplement for six months. 86 
I like those numbers. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Culty. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Culty. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code Culty. <laughs> um, but no, thank you for saying that. And then that. since we're on this track, Rumble Z says, what do I love the most about Nippy? My voice is honey. No, I love oh. your voice, but that's not the thing I love the most. I, it's hard to say one thing, but probably oh, wow. his humor. Good answer. His humor answer. in combination with his intelligence and... My voice is honey. And his smoke and bod. <laughs> okay, what do you want to say to listeners? What do you want everyone who's downloaded this podcast to know? By the way, I think we're almost at 80,000 now. Why everyone in Ohio? Columbus, Ohio. Thank you. Big shout out to everyone in Columbus. I think what's going on in Columbus. Yeah. Is there might be something there that's a little bit culty and everyone's like, oh my God, this sounds like our group. This sounds like our group. And also, Ohio State's about 70,000 so students. Maybe everyone at Ohio State Ohio is listening. State, like, our all entire the, demographic. All the, frat, all the frat houses are like, dude, check out these crazy nuts. The sorority girls love Nibby. Uh, no. Atlanta was up there. Anyway. Somebody um, wants to know, why don't you dance? Why don't I dance? Yeah. Because I look ridiculous when I dance. <laughs> I think that's not true. I think you have a limiting belief and I'll give you an EM later. By the way, people, he does dance sometimes when no one's around. Yeah, that's it's like nobody's it watching, baby. What's your future dream gig? Producing my web series. Nippy's got an amazing web series. Yeah, well, amazing. Just Can we just, everyone throws amazing out. Okay, that's much. not a good word. It, it's a Nippy's, good idea. Nippy has a really good idea. The pilot was awesome but cannot be used because nippy's sidekick in the pilot is still following keith and doesn't speak to us so we have to recast <laughs> to say the well list. no i rewrote oh yeah we wrote it but like we can't we can't use the pilot yeah onwards and upwards uh, producing that doing this like everything's kind of everything's falling into place Falling into place, yeah. Okay. What's a song or an album that Nexium totally ruined for you? Most of the music coming out of that place I didn't jive with anyway, so it was already ruined before they mm-hmm. started. The faux happiness songs. Yeah. Know. Well, there's, with, there's anything with whistles in it. I'm like, nah, you know. There's <laughs> but, a lot of songs with whistles in it, and like, I don't know what you're talking about, but there's a whole bunch of music like top forty dance hits. I didn't listen to that anyway. That well, you didn't go to the dance class. I went to the dance classes, and they were always pumping out like really upbeat party music. Like when that shit comes on the radio or if I hear it in like a whatever, I it's such a weird mixture of like because I loved the dance classes at V Week. That's that was like what I did, did and loved the most. We did these like everyday two hour dance classes. And at the end of the V Week, we had like this presentation and we would do like a, we. we as in me and my girlfriends, okay. not you, because nobody doesn't you. dance. We've established that. Yeah. But it was really like the best parts of a summer camp. So I, I, I feel sad about the loss of that whole experience. And I also feel angry and upset because all of that happiness was a mask for the darkness that was really going on. So it's a mixture. So all those songs have been ruined for me. What's your most satiating treat these days that you used to feel guilty about because of Nexium? Oh, sleeping. Sleeping and drinking wine, probably. Okay. I don't drink a ton, but we yeah. definitely, I mean, I probably had like six glasses of wine during the entire 12 years that I was in Nexium. Okay. So definitely do more of that now. Okay, Nippy, I'm going to ask you that too. What's your more, what's your most satiative treat? 
that you used to feel guilty about? I didn't really have any that I felt guilty about. Oh yeah, Nippy just did whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're not going to get the next stripe on I your sash, Nippy. I didn't care. Are you going to try and expose cults on this show? What's your POV on that? Our goal isn't to like be investigative journalists. Our goal is to talk about things that are a little bit culty and give people more awareness about what they're involved in. Yeah, and if the culty aspects are exposed... Um, I think we're a stopgap because I think I said this on another episode. If you're talking to an expert, it probably means someone you love or someone you care about is is in and it's, you're going to need an expert. We're the stopgap. We want to be like, oh, that's a behavior I see. That's a behavior I see. So people don't get to the point where they need an expert. Mm-hmm. So I think that's our demographic and it's, it's education. Nippy, was yes. it a difficult decision to share your story publicly? Yeah. I didn't want to do it. The only reason I did is I thought that we were going to have to have something on video. I don't even know what I was thinking. Like, I just thought if we can get a collective group of people on camera saying what happened, which is the only reason I agree. You mean in the beginning? In the beginning. Yeah. yeah when we first got out and then the camera. And cam- what about going on New York Times though? That was first. That was a punch to throw. Yeah. We had to do that. When I saw Mark, Bonnie, and you were doing it, I just thought, okay, we have to throw our punch. And then I tried to arrest you. And that's when I was in New York in July. I went and spoke to a couple of people that were still loyal, told them what happened, tried to get them out. Some were on the fence. And then right after I had lunch with one of the people that was still running the New York City Center, I walked down to the New York Times, told them my story and gave them the uh, recording of me going in. Dropping the mic. Yeah. Okay. And then that was, it was full on. We were in a street fight. <laughs> yes, we were. What do you watch or read just for fun, Sarah? Well, last night we started Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Thanks to some dear friends' advice. But we I think the thing that we watched, at least for me, that was the most fun and healing, and I've talked about this on Instagram, was Shit's Creek. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. That really made me... Um, that was funny. Because we spent so many years watching all the cult shows. Cult shows, cult shows, do-do-do-do, cult yeah. shows. That's a Saturday Night Live and skit, read? by the way. Reading? Oh, what's that? <laughs> Honestly, I don't read anymore. I wish I did. Nippy has time to read, but... I make time to read. You make time to read. I do listen to audiobooks, but most of the audiobooks I'm listening to right now are cult related. I just finished Brave by Rose McGowan. I've got let, let me look, listen to my cult my my Audible. Combating Cult Mind Control by Stephen Hassan. Escaping Utopia by Yanya Lalich. Also doing some Eckhart Tolle, redoing New Earth, Untethered Soul, Michael Singer, Troublemaker, Leah Remini, Brave, Rose McGowan. I've got a parenting book here. <sighs> How to not fuck up your kids too badly. And then on the list, Terror, Love, and Brainwashing by Alexandra Stein, future guest. Catch and Kill by Ronan Farrow. Oh, he's a dream guest. And uh, Shameless by Nadia Boltz-Weber, also future the guest. Boltz-Weber. Boltz-Weber, as Nippy likes to call her. Love that name. Nippy, what are the last three songs you played on your Spotify? But right now I'm going through this phase of... Uh... Metal rock. Oh no! Yeah, no, you do do that. You do that Still on your own. Still loving you by the Scorpions. Oh, it's dramatic. It's a German metal band. Is that the Still loving Still you? Loving yeah. you. Oh, he hits that note like he means it. He's <laughs> we begging. have the kids, and we pain. have the kids singing it now too. Yeah, but Troy's version is. I'm taking a poo. Yeah, taking a poo. Yeah. I had Troy all day Saturday. You were somewhere else, and this is when Troy was doing drums and like hitting everything with drums and we uh did air band to Freebird, and he wanted to do the drums and he's setting it up he's like, okay dad i'm on drums you do guitar because you're good and he, and he looks at me like this and he goes but don't sing <laughs> and 
the way he did it, like he turned his head and kind of did that thing with his mouth, like, you know, the fake smile, like don't sing. And he's four at the time. And I'm going, he just hit my soul. <laughs> Tell him not to sing. And the way he did it, like trying to let me down easy. Like, yeah, it was kind of like with his mouth. Like, like kind of like if you could go ahead and not sing. Yeah. yeah like the, tone. Way, the tone that he had and the way he delivered it and the way he was, it was kind of devastating. I'm um, sorry, honey. That would be hard for then, anybody. Um, you know what? I've been listening to a lot of Elton John stuff. He's just super talented. Excellent. So next question. What is the journey of forgiveness? It's an internal one, Sarah. It's so true. Forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person. Release. But do you, what do you want to, like, how can we share what we've learned about forgiveness with our audience? All joking aside, that is what forgiveness is. No, it is. I think time, just letting time pass and focusing on healing oneself. I mean, for us, it's been a lot of time in nature, a lot of- Doubling down on what we have too. Yeah. Focusing on the family and what's positive. We're not- in the angry stage anymore. Like when I look back at some of my early interviews, I mean, I am pissed, but I think it's fine because we were trained for so long that if you're angry, there's just a fear. And now I know that you can also be angry because there's something unjust. And we, we were standing up for justice. We were standing up for what's right. And I think that anger was totally justified. I wish I'd been less angry when I tried to talk to some people. And there's a lot of people that won't talk to me because they, they say that I was unhinged during that time. Yeah, that's and, what trauma looks like. Yeah, that's what trauma looks so like. So basically, they're using the trauma they caused. As an um, excuse. As an, uh, uh, no, they're pointing a finger at it as though that's you're the problem. Right. Well, that's the nature of gaslighting. Right. Anytime you were upset about something, they and say, well, look. they're still doing it. Yeah. Look, they're still, oh, she's so I'm angry. sorry you perceived it that way. Yeah. Hashtag love versus fear. So that's what ultimately going circling back to the beginning and what chaps my ass about hashtag love, love versus fear is that is gaslighting. At, the, at its core, has saying hashtag yeah. love versus fear is saying, you're just being afraid. Your reaction is a tantrum. That's why we need DOS because of people like you who are choosing fear over love. And I'm pointing out that even that process, that is the root of gaslighting. It's not humanitarian. If you were truly a humanitarian, you'd say, oh my God, did I hurt you? Mm-hmm. tell our stories. We change the world. A Little Bit Culty is proud to support the hashtag I Got Out Project, which empowers survivors of cultic abuse to share their stories online as a catalyst for education, prevention, and healing. Learn more about the hashtag I Got Out movement and find resources at igotout.org. Um, did Keith Renary smell as bad as he looked? <laughs> Did Keith Raniere smell as bad as he looked? Yes. Never got that close. Did you celebrate when the sentencing happened? Did we celebrate? We were, just, we were mostly fielding phone calls. And then you did that hour long. I did Instagram a live Instagram live with Whitney Cummings. With Whitney Cummings. And then I was fielding phone calls from friends that were like, dude, congratulations. I don't think we cracked open a champagne or anything, but it was no. definitely a celebratory mood. Fives and I think this, the, the big celebration for me was when he was arrested. 
or when he was convicted. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, okay, it's over. And then they just got a sentence. But I don't know. That's a weird thing. You know, justice is always weird, bittersweet in a lot of ways because people are getting hurt, but they're also being held accountable. I don't really have compassion for Keith. I don't think he's a real human being. Every item has a malfunction. There's going to be bad computers. There's going to be bad phones. There's going to be like, he's just a bad human being. He's a bad lemon. Yeah. He's off. Yeah. I don't know if he was born that way. I think his childhood informed that, but I don't know. We don't know. Who knows? A couple more questions here. Did we watch The Vow with lots of volume? (laughs) And what was that experience like? No volume. Nippy did not. I have an emergency stash of Ativan, which I took every night on Sundays because... And we had friends over. Yeah, well... Two friends. We we watched with two friends who were also former members, and we would watch and pause and deliberate. And that made things a lot easier because we could... Because we could pause it and discuss, I felt like we were kind of processing as we went. But I still, as soon as it was over, I would pop out a van so I could sleep that night because otherwise I wouldn't be able to sleep. And they were great, too, because they yeah. kind of gave us perspective on. They were very supportive. Yeah. And and this these are people who still have family involved. And it's hard, I think, to watch, you know, the willful ignorance. Every Sunday I said, I'm not going to watch this tonight. I'm going to wait till the morning because it wasn't good for me to watch it at night at all. But then I also couldn't wait till the morning because <laughs> I wanted to know. You have to understand watching the vow for us. I mean, there's the scenes that we're in a lot of that stuff. Like, I don't even remember shooting because we were in such trauma. And then there's other footage that we'd never seen before and never even known had happened. Like, I didn't know gave us the full spectrum of yeah. who Keith was. That was pretty horrifying to It was watch horrifying. Yeah, it was really like, holy shit. I, w- I mean, I wish we'd seen, I, I wish we'd had the behind the scenes knowledge of what was actually happening when we joined. Because obviously, I mean, I just think we could have saved a lot of time um, or maybe had a chunk of my 30s when I wasn't in a cult. But, you know, we were seeing things for the first time just as the audience was. And then also to see yourself go through something that you've already gone through and then have to kind of relive it and f- go through the pain again. That's why I needed an Ativan because it was triggering. It was like, you know, the, your body remembers and then all of a sudden I'm in fight or flight and then it's hard to sleep. So we're always open for questions and we will be responding to everyone's emails shortly, I promise. But we really wanted to thank all of you for the support and the feedback and the questions we feel really lucky to have to have such a such a supportive audience. Yeah. It's very and surprising. Hopefully we're delivering on some good content wisdom for you guys. And thanks also for the stars and the reviews. I'm going to end on a positive note. This is my favorite review. The openness, honesty, and the solid moments of awe-filled humor make this a must-listen for anyone who watched The Vow and left it wanting to hear the story of the Beyonce and Jay-Z of Expians from their own blunt and brilliant mouths. Anyone with interest in cults or anyone who shakes their head and believes that they are above or beyond being duped into one. These two leave no stone unturned, hit the ground running with the awkward and uncomfortable questions and listening to their answers and personal stories from their days in Nexium power couple mixed with the infectious laughter and deep educational points. I, I just got to say, being the Beyonce and Jay-Z of Expians, and Expians is what we call the ex-Espians. I don't think there's a, a more higher compliment we could ask, we could, we could get. What do you think, babe? Sure. <laughs> you look indifferent. Yeah, I am. Well, the, it, it's interesting because I who doesn't want to be a power couple? And Nippy and I feel like we're so sh- we were so shackled when we were in the group, and we were always so bogged down with the minutia of the bullshit that we had to be doing um, when we were running it. So now I feel like it's just whatever happens with this podcast for us. We have a project 
that is meaningful and we get to do it together. And my favorite view is still my voice is like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the questions. More to come on a little bit culty. culty. Bye bye. We're going to be back soon with more episodes of A Little Bit Culty with more experts and survivors and sometimes experts who are survivors and some familiar faces from The Vow. If you got suggestions or questions on upcoming topics, find us on Instagram at A Little Bit Culty. And for more background on what got me to this point, my memoir, Scarred, the true story of how I escaped Nexium, the cult that bound my life, is available on Amazon, Audible, and wherever books are sold. If you'd like to help us spread the word about A Little Bit Culty podcast, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. Like literally take their phone out and and press subscribe. Five stars. That's five of them. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every major listening app. A Little Bit Culty is executive produced by me, your co-host, Sarah Edmondson, and Anthony Nippy Ames. Associate producer is Jess Tardy. Produced, edited, mixed, and mastered by Citizens of Sound. Our amazing theme song, Cultivated, is by John Bryant and co-written by Nigel Asselin. Additional original music is composed by Will Rutherford. We'll be back with more episodes. Until then, don't don't join join a a cult. cult. I'm Sarah Edmondson, and thanks for listening to A Little Bit Culty.